Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to the Voice of Reason podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Boyce, and today's guest is Amy B., who is a hiring person, a person who works within the field of corporate and government hiring. And in this conversation, we talk about the effect of affirmative action and its various derivatives within hiring right now. I think that it lays out more or less a reasonable stance on this matter and gets into the niceties of this issue without necessarily being that content with just basic uh, outrage about previous values of colorblindness and meritocracy. We push past that into the realities of the situation. Very informative and useful for those who are wanting to be hired or are thinking about the ways in which corporate and government America are operating with regards to identity. So without further ado, here is Amy B. How was your day? Uh, You're working from home, so you don't have much of a commute. Yeah, not much, just from one bedroom to the next. Um, Working from home definitely has its perks, but then also downsides. I miss uh, the office interaction. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, it used to motivate me to put on actual work clothes when I had to go. (laughs) It's coming on a year of lockdown, and I'm starting, they're finally starting to break me. I'm like, I need to travel. I need to get out of the freaking Olympia. I've been the worst lockdown. I've been to Mexico this year, Wisconsin, and I'm in Texas. And and so I've traveled. I've kind of ignored some of that. Yeah. Took precautions, of course. Of course. Yeah. But we actually had COVID earlier. So after that was done with, I was like, well, guess we're good now. Oh, wait, you guys, you were subjected to the vid. Yes. Yeah. Well, so my boyfriend's a firefighter. So we expected that it would happen eventually. Um, so I guess back in August, September, we had it. It was pretty mild for, for us. Um, he he was a little more under the weather than I was. I didn't even have to take off work. I just because I work from home. Obviously, I wasn't going into the office or anything. Mm-hmm. But um, so I guess some people just hits harder than others. What was it like for you, like a cold or a flu? It was, I uh, so I never had a fever. Um, it was like a sinus infection, bad sinus infection. Hmm. So it, I, I did get tired. I was in bed I uh, around eight for about a week. But aside from that, it wasn't. <laughs> and then our son, he's three. He had zero symptoms. Oh, wow. Yeah, so so we were lucky, but we're okay. also in the age demographic where it really doesn't hit you that hard. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're on the other side of it now unless it yes. becomes a super version or, or something. I don't know if you can yeah. get it twice. Can you get it twice? I There's mixed reports on that. I think overall, yeah. for the most part, it doesn't seem like it's likely, but there have been some people 
Um, my boyfriend's gotten the vaccine since he's a first responder. Mm-hmm. I have not, and I'm okay with waiting on that. Okay. Okay. So beside COVID, what would you like to school us on, Amy B? So, um, so I have been a recruiter and in hiring um, for, shoot, going on nine years now. And um, what I wanted to talk about was just some of the trends that I have seen, especially when you're talking about um, diversity and inclusion, as the buzzword is that they like to call it. Um, and just kind of some of the trends that I've seen with, within the hiring world. Um, so I have worked for staffing agencies and then I've also worked internally at companies, uh, private companies, although one of the companies that I worked with did have government contracts and that's a whole different animal of, um, when you're, when you're talking about diversity and inclusion. Um, so I'd say back in. 2011, 2012 is when I started um, in the recruiting field. And back then, uh, that's really when I guess the buzzwords of diversity and inclusion started getting thrown around. I remember the agency that I was working at, they were so proud that they had a whole bunch of women in management, which is great. But on the flip side, I was like, fantastic. What does your genitalia have to do with who you have in management, Hmm. um, not knowing then just how it would escalate. Um, And so I've had managers specifically request, uh, this is more recent, I've had managers specifically Hmm. request for diversity candidates. Um, I've had managers say, we don't need any more, in the tech field, we don't need any more Asians or white people in this area. Mm. We already have enough in that department. Mm. Um, I've had managers specifically ask if there is someone who maybe didn't meet all of the qualifications, if they were part of an underrepresented or upper uh, underrepresented group, and that maybe they would be open to considering them. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And this has been something that I've been seeing more frequently more in the tech field than a lot of the other fields. Um, mm-hmm. But tech and finance especially is, is where I've really seen it. Why do you think finance? I kind of understand tech because they have to be progressive because they're tech. But... <laughs> yeah, because they're tech. Um, yeah. Finance, surprisingly, finance is, is pretty progressive as well. I mean, you wouldn't think that it is, but you've, you've got a lot of the, the larger banks like mm-hmm. – um, coming out and staying, you, you know, with all the progressive sloganeering. Uh, I had a buddy who actually, and this wasn't, I wasn't working on this position, but I had a buddy who he was in finance and he was on his third or fourth round interview. And he knew the, the guy that he was interviewing with. Um, and he, felt pretty confident that he was going to get the job. And ultimately they went with someone else who was a female and who Mm -hmm. didn't have as much experience as he had. And he was close enough with the, with his buddy where they said, yeah, higher ups said that we just need more women in this, Mm -hmm. in this role. And so that's why we went that route. Hmm. 
when were when was the first time that you heard of this kind of practice and how did it feel for you to encounter that for the first time this trend so the so in hiring there's there's always been um with with any field you're you're going to have certain biases whether that be um I mean, you can you, you can even say, you know, wanting an engineer and, and whenever you're going through and whenever you're going through a resume, you're going to be looking at their experience and there's going to be things that you pick up on and people that are and then resumes that you say, nope, not interested. Um, but really, when I started noticing the the blatant wanting to um, hire based on. I guess, marginalized status. Um, it was about a year and a half ago. I was working for a different company and this is a pretty large company. I was working internally um, and one of the subsidiaries that they were working with on the uh, West Coast uh, and actually it's also a financial tech company. Um, mm. That was when the hiring manager came to the recruiters and said, we have enough Asians and like Indian, we, we have enough Asians and whites, white men in this department. We're really looking for um, someone who is of a different status or, and if they're woman, that would be great. Mm. Um, and so when we were submitting them over, um, because we know that that's discriminatory, I'm, it's, there's, laws against that so instead of saying diversity candidate uh we were labeling them as surge candidates so it was like our secret word hmm. um to say is that an acronym or what is that no no mean? it was just just a random just a random word um oh. to to indicate that hey this is a person that i spoke to who is of a marginalized group or of not that category. Yeah. And, um, and then more recently I had, there was another company that I was working for, um, well, working with as an agency. And yeah. I actually have an email. I'm not going to read obviously any specifics, but um, what the email says is, so my first preference will be for underrepresented demographics in the tech industry. I feel it's important in my role as a hiring manager to provide opportunities to a, a diverse array of candidates where I can. Yeah. So that sounds nice enough. But then a follow-up email um, was, I'm looking to hire someone from an underrepresented group. Is he a member of the BIPOC or LGBT community by any chance? Hmm. Okay. So, which, and, and this hiring manager, and you have to understand, like, these hiring managers typically, uh, this one in particular, very nice hiring manager. I really enjoyed working with, with this hiring manager. They weren't, they truly thought that, this was a way that they could be helping that um, the reason that individuals within these groups are being discriminated against. And so they're 
thought process was, well, I'm in a position where I can mm-hmm. help someone in that group. Yeah. Actually, I think this hiring manager is from the Washington area, if I recall correctly. So the West Coast especially has a, has a lot of focus on diversity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, if it's, I, I guess it is technically illegal, but if that's the values of the company, isn't that a form of free speech for them in a certain respect? Well, that, so that, that gets into... Um, a, uh, so that would be more philosophical than so the laws due to anti-discrimination laws um, specifically from the civil rights era does make this illegal um, I mean my personal opinion I tend to be pretty libertarian on um, freedom of, mm-hmm. of association Yeah, I think that freedom of association is important um, but that that would be more philosophical than, you know, yeah. hiring practices. Yeah. So. But what's interesting is, so the, um, like the email that I just read and then some of the other experiences that I've had, these were in private companies. This is a bleed over from, from government entities. Mm. So there, you okay. saw this kind of hiring more um, earlier on in government. Um, mm-hmm. And, and I, I do have a, a couple examples. So specifically when government um, is, is looking to do contracts with, um, with a company. So the, like the last company that I worked for, they were, they did government contracts specifically um, within, it was finance related. And we had to be very, very careful with documenting everything, all the candidates, all the applicants, and um, and they would do audits um, periodically to see what specifically to see what um, how many like black Hispanic like what the the ratios of hires were, and then also what the ratios mm-hmm. of candidates that were um, that were interviewed y- yeah. that interviewed and then not selected. Okay. Um, and so with the EEOC, and especially when you're talking about with government, um, with, with government contracts, so with the government contracts specifically, they're going to be doing those audits. And if there's, there, you, you almost have to prove that you aren't discriminating as opposed mm-hmm. to someone saying, as, as opposed to someone proving that you are discriminating. So you're, so it's, it's, it's pretty intense keeping up with all that and making sure that all that, that there's a paper trail. And then if the ratios are off, um, then you will also get pushback. Um, specifically government contracts will say, Hey, you need to be hiring more of this group, whatever that group may be. Okay. And is that in accordance with, uh, laws or is that illegal technically? For the government that, to be doing that. Oh, the government can do what the government can do what they want. They don't have to adhere to the same rules. Oh, okay. With, yeah, they uh, they have completely. I mean, they have to adhere to some rules, but they there's there's different standards for for government mm. and private. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know exactly all the differences, but I do know that that's one area 
like where, where government can specify hiring quotas. Okay. Whereas you can't with private. So if, uh, if people are looking to establish some sort of parity between the population in general, or I guess the population, I guess, depending on what level of the population they're analyzing, are they trying to be equal to the town that they're based in, to the state that they're based in, to the country that they're based in, or to the world? Like, how exactly do they want a perfect uh, percentage of representation within their company? Uh, so there's kind of a question of, like, what are they going to aim for? And yeah. also... When you get to, well, we will take people who are less qualified on in order to make sure that we achieve this value of uh, diversity or parity. Uh, are they bringing people on that are less qualified, but then catching them up to speed and spending extra resources to make sure that ultimately their bottom line isn't impacted by their uh, more, their mores, their, their values? <laughs> yeah. So, um, Typically, yes. That so there's there, there's a, a few things to unpack there. Um, mm -hmm. So typically, from what I've seen with especially some of the um, like tech companies on the West Coast, um, since that's those would be the only companies that I've kind of worked with a little bit, um, is you'll have these same diversity candidates that just kind of bounce from company to company and they're at a premium they can kind of demand their own rate but they have the skill sets and so okay they, and so they're they're checking those boxes so i've, I've seen that interesting um, okay so there's and it, it's always interesting to and and they know they know <laughs> what they're yeah. worth um because it's yeah. not like anyone is in the dark um they know exactly that, hey, I'm a woman in this high level skill set that not many other women are. And not only yeah. do they need someone in this role, but I also check a diversity box. Yeah. So there's that. Um, but then if it comes down to hiring someone who's not qualified, who meets the diversity requirements versus hiring someone who is qualified, but is not a diversity, I suppose, hire, they're, they're going to go with the qualified person. Like, oh, okay. they're, yeah. yeah, the companies aren't, especially for a higher level job, they're, they're not going to, yeah. they're not going to risk their bottom line. Okay. Um, yeah. Or they, they can only sacrifice so much. Yeah. They can only value. sacrifice. Yeah. And, and frankly, and honestly, in, in tech, if you are, it doesn't matter what, demographic you are if you're a good uh coder um software engineer you're you're going to find a job you're, you're not going to get pushed out um for not mm -hmm. being a diversity hire because it's it's just a skill set that's in too much demand yeah like, yeah okay it it's interesting because I, I mean I just want to move past the uh, point of I, I don't know if it's outrage or light offense where it's just basically it's apparent that our culture or at least the part of our culture that does the hiring and that runs the country is pursuing a ethnic 
ethnic diversity uh, value. That's their virtue. So that is different than the old colorblind model. Mm -hmm. To cling to that colorblind model, uh, I don't see to what extent it's uh, necessarily uh, worth the effort to uh, be upset or outraged on that. It's just the next step is like, okay, so to what extent is this uh, diversity in hiring going to impact uh, companies, going to impact the government, and going to impact, let's say, the majority? In what respect will the white man be impacted by this other than just having to work harder? Uh, Yeah, and and so there's, um, I, I think, Probably one of the, I, I think the biggest issue is that the media, like if you are a large company and your boardroom is not diverse enough, then you're mm-hmm. going to get called out by some activist reporter at the New York Times who's mm-hmm. like, oh, Google's boardroom, they talk about diversity, but look at how white their boardroom is. Yeah. Um, now, as for government, I can I can give you an example of um, how this has affected certain government hiring. And government hiring is a little bit different because they aren't as concerned about the bottom line. They're like, (laughs) whatever, we have all this tax money to spend. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they don't have, uh, they can, yeah, they can take this virtue as far as they need to and then just ask for money. So So in Austin, um, uh, which is where I live, so the fire department back in 2014 um, I, I found this very interesting. Uh, so back in 2014, there was a DOJ uh, investigation and they settled. And the DOJ investigation was basically um, talking about racist hiring. And what this racist hiring was based on was they were basing it on the math portion of the hiring or of the, um, of the test. Uh, so basically... The fire department, whenever they have a new hiring class, they open it up to all these applicants. Um, they have certain minimum requirements, like uh, that you have to have, I think, a couple years of college uh, or military, and you're considered qualified to start going through the process. And then they have a, a basic standard test, and then that's the first step, and then there's some additional steps in the hiring process. Well, the initial test... What was happening was on the math portion, there was a higher percentage of black and Hispanic applicants who were um, failing on the math mm-hmm. portion. And so the, uh, the hiring or, and so the DOJ investigation was based on, well, this is racist because you have a higher percentage failing. And the argument was that that level of math is not needed to be a firefighter. Therefore this is being used as, uh, uh, as a tool to screen out based on race, which was not true. And also you do need to know basic math to be a firefighter, but that's besides the point. So Hmm. this whole thing ended up resulting in a hiring freeze, um, for a few years. It ended up resulting in almost a million dollar settlement, um, with the fire department, um, I think it was I think it was just under, um, maybe around eight hundred thousand settlement, and then a whole bunch of and and the reason why they settled was because fighting this would have been horrible pu- publicity. I mean, yeah, 
already we had the local news here talking about how this is good that we're shining a light on, you know, racism within the city of yeah. Austin and hiring and all that. So, and that was, that was 2014. Mm-hmm. And so I'm starting to see a lot of what was going on in some of the government hiring practices Yeah, now bleeding over into like private corporations. Who pays that $800,000? The taxpayer, right? Yeah, the, the Austin taxpayers. It just seems like a phenomenal waste of money unless that money is going straight back to, I don't know, programs to teach math to underrepresented uh, <laughs> portions of the community. I mean, I, the, that's city, a, yeah. <laughs> the city of Austin is very, very good at taxing exorbitant <laughs> oh, coming geez. up with with new projects to spend tax money on so oh, okay. i'm sure that this was a drop in the bucket compared to some of their other projects oh wow okay <laughs> so how how is that being replicated in private or what, what similar things are people you're basically are you suggesting that uh, people are so worried of the uh I don't discrimination card being played on them that they are fiddling around with tests and lowering the bar of excellence. I mean, ultimately that's the ultimate question. Will quality of output suffer and to what degree can any one entity afford that? Yeah. So that, um, I'm not sure about on what, uh, is going on behind the scenes, especially for, um, some of the higher level positions. Mm-hmm. What I do know is larger corporations, especially um, like one of the companies that I currently recruit for is I'm they're They're very concerned about their reputation. And yes. So if they, they know that any finger pointing at their upper management team at their boardroom um, of saying, hey, look at how not diverse Mm -hmm. this team is. They know that that will automatically bring um, bad publicity. So they're going to avoid. They're going to avoid and and do whatever they can to avoid Mm -hmm. that, do whatever corporate virtue signaling they they need to do. Um, Yeah. Because – and – because yeah, any any whiff of a discrimination lawsuit is is um, is definitely not good for for yeah. a company. Yeah, yeah. Is it is it enough for me? Because it looks like YouTube is going to try to do something similar with creators, and uh, I don't know necessarily suppress people based on their identity, but it looks like they want to boost people based on their identity. And so pretty soon they will be rolling out and they call it optional, uh, this option to declare your identities uh, on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And then they will take your marginalized status into account when, I don't know, futzing with the algorithm uh, and boosting your channel or de-boosting it. So the question is, is it worth me taking my lumps and, uh, you know, flirting with Andrew Doyle once a month and claiming that I'm bisexual 
in order to get some diversity point? To what extent do I have to, uh, you know, declare some sort of marginalized identity? Do I have to go to say that I'm basically, I identify as a woman? No, I'm not going to do any surgery because I can't afford to. But I mean, but you can, you know, you can do that. Just you can do you that. Like. So I'm just <laughs> saying like, are, is it, are they not just incentivizing uh, like a board of uh, directors? Like just, they have this roving uh, trans slot where, where Bob becomes Sue uh, mm-hmm. for yeah. six months out of the year to, to maintain some sort of quota. I mean, cause if, if you can identify into some of this stuff without actually having to do anything other than identify, then why not just identify that way and get your uh, sponge up your diversity points? Yeah, I'm I'm sure that there'll be plenty of that. I mean, I I know that yeah. I think I think Google is also doing something similar like where they're promoting um black-owned businesses um mm-hmm. kind of doing the diversity promotion, which is yeah, yeah which I mean, how how are they going to check? I mean, uh, although yeah. I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure there'd be plenty of people out there who will go to a business and be like, "Oh, not and you know downright them on on yelp or something well i've Um, heard i've heard that i've either heard of this or somebody made the argument that they will just hire a black woman to front like you'll just have this class of people who will be nothing literally nothing but an empty suit oh uh, in order to fulfill that so um interesting you bring that up so um i think i started to mention uh so the government will do there's there's a certain percentage of of contracts that they have to have mm. that are either diversity minority owned contracts yes um like it's the business contract. and i can't remember what percentage i think it's somewhere like around 20 percent um but mm. uh working for staffing agencies staffing and hiring is is one area where uh the government would typically go with a minority owned business it was it's extremely common for um a guy to be like oh this is my business but it's my wife's business mm-hmm, i mean mm-hmm. i saw that all the time um mm-hmm. yeah. or just having it in in someone else's name another family member whatever but it's actually your business or the other thing that i would see pretty often was um if you had a larger co- company that is owned by someone who's not a minority, they would spin off a subsidiary that is, yeah, now minority owned or whatever. So, yeah, yeah, I, I would imagine that you would start to see a similar trend if they... Have you seen any penalties go out towards this? Because that would be interesting to see litigation. No. I mean, as long as... No. (laughs) No, as long as you're following the certain, like, the rule book, there's always going to be ways to get around to within the bounds of the rules, get around those rules. Um, which is, which is really the same thing with, with, um, with trying to hire based on marginalized status. To me, it seems like it would be more worthwhile to kind of go to the source of the, of, the problem, which would be maybe there's certain marginalized communities that need better education and maybe that's where the problem is. Maybe, maybe that particular solution requires too much long-term thinking. Yeah. Well, (laughs) and and it's not guaranteed to. Yeah. 
And then, and then also, and going back to um, from a recruitment standpoint, I'm 100% in favor of say, um, uh, say you're wanting to bring in more of a certain minority demographic, like say the the black community, and you're wanting to um, really market to them more. I think it's I think it's great as a recruitment strategy to start targeting those groups and, and promoting yourself um, because there are going to be a lot of communities that maybe like take firefighter, for example, a lot of people just may not even think of that as an mm-hmm. option. And so going to those communities and talking about the job and talking about that career path, I think is a fantastic idea Yeah, where I start to think it crosses the line is once you're in the hiring process, if you're, showing favoritism yeah. based on minority status. Yeah. 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 It, to what degree do you think that this is uh, a bad idea or to frame that slightly differently, how far do you think that this will go and start to uh, become bad? Do you see like outcomes down the road that are troubling to you or things I- that you're wary or worried about? I do. Um, the biggest um, problem that I foresee, and the reason why I foresee this is because I have seen it in certain government sector um, arenas, is that if you are trying to, if, if you're basically padding it to try to get in um, to, to mess with the ratio based on diversity and you're padding it, then what's going to happen is when you have someone come through who is a who is say a black individual and they're in a position there's always going there's going to be this question of are you here because you deserve this or are you here because they wanted someone who is black in this position mm. and it creates animosity um, uh, oftentimes i know for example in like say the fire department or police department if someone comes in and they're doing a phenomenal job, then it becomes pretty apparent quickly that they're here because they're a great candidate. Mm-hmm. But if you have someone come in and they're not really pulling their weight too much, I mean, yeah, it, it does yeah. create the sense of animosity of like, oh, you're just here because, yeah. because of your status. It, it's a It's a form of collectivized nepotism uh, where rather than, you know, you just have to deal with the asshole son of the owner. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's this, it, it, it's still, I think that this is just, it's a, it, it's just something that's always been around in a way, like from the family structure or family owned business. Yeah. Now it's just, now this is just a part uh, price of admission, admission to uh, working in an American company. You're going to have to deal with people who don't necessarily deserve to be there. And maybe they, maybe in the past, just uh, you could probably see that there were probably white people in, you know, the the 60s or the 70s who were only there because they knew the right people and weren't really good at their job. So it's, it, I don't know to what degree that will necessarily, uh, be different than before it just might cause more friction racially and plus on the opposite side of that animosity is the uh, is the you could you could 
hear the case of a black person being hired and then constantly worrying about themselves. Uh, yeah. Did I get hired because I'm good or because like I look the right way? Uh, yeah. And then eventually, you know, that imposter sy- syndrome, they'll have to get over. So there is that level. So I don't know to what degree that psychology won't just be kind of accepted as the new normal, the new status yeah. quo. It would it would be nice because because you're right there there's always going to be I mean people are people and they're going to in in often cases um, react based on you yeah. know picking what they know and you know who they like and yeah. and and so there's there's always going to be that I I think the the bigger issue right now is that it's so forced and so mm-hmm. um, artificial. Yeah, so artificial, and then mm-hmm. you also have your media watchdogs who are yes, they're they're just rabid activists, and yes. they don't actually dig into like they're they're not asking you know why why did you select these people for this board like what made them qualified like they're just looking at oh you have all men. Yeah. Therefore, you're bad, and then writing that story. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. so, I, I I think, in my opinion, that that's really where the the biggest issue is is that yeah. there's there's such a activist an outside activist push on mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And yeah. to make it... yeah, and to make all like the lar- especially publicly traded companies because they're going to be concerned about what they're doing in this stock market. So they're not going to want that publicity yeah. as well. Yeah. So it's one thing to hire for diversity of uh, mm-hmm. skin color, which is what we've been covering, but there's this other form of diversity that isn't so highly prized diversity yeah. of thought, diversity of, of point of view. When the question comes, and I don't know if you've seen this or if you can speak to this, the question is to what extent are people being, uh, you know, uh, strained uh, or sifted or sieved uh, ideologically uh, beyond, uh, you know, just like, are you a coder, but do you also believe in equity and anti-racism? To what degree do you see that advancement? Because that's where I have a big problem, where they're starting to uh, ask people to have the same sort of belief system with regards to, you know, equity, inclusion and diversity, which so there- as that whole critical theory thing. There are some code hiring um, questions that will be asked. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and, and this isn't so much at at the level that I'm hiring for. I'm I'm typically hiring more for like vocational and um, okay. And but in some of the higher, like uh, a lot of companies, like especially management, you know, questions like, what will you do to make this a more equitable environment or like what, like just those types of probing questions to -hmm. really get an idea of like, what do you see? Like, as far as, you know, diversity or, or systemic racism, like asking Mm -hmm. those questions. And so my advice would be if you are conservative and you think all that is nonsense is to just lie and answer how you know that they're wanting the answer to be answered. Yeah. 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 This is something that I've been toying with 
because I'm trying to move beyond, uh, I'm trying to move to the next level of critique of that, which I call wokeness. And one of my entryways to broadening this discussion is to question to what degree is the elite of our society, the so-called managerial elite of our society, using this belief system, wokeness, so-called to make sure that that other people can just follow along. Wokeness as an ideology that's very homogenous, that demands you say certain things, have a litany of things. It can be interpreted as a religion, so-called, but it can also be interpreted as the ability to just stay within the party lines. And to what degree is the managerial, managerial elite using that to enforce homogeny of thought within their ranks or to see if you can at least play along with this uh, performative game uh, to be a part of, of their broader hierarchical structure. Um, uh, I mean, I think that may be a possibility. I also think that to, uh, I, I, I think larger companies, this actually works well for them because they have the money to spend on this. Mm-hmm. And so if you're, if, if this is, if this is becoming the norm across yeah companies it's much easier for larger corporations to be able to pull out their diversity pedigree and be like look at us and get you know all the accolades whereas uh, diversity training is expensive um revamping um having hr um stop gaps as far as you know um not stop gaps but hr screening and hr um making sure that everything because behind the scenes, like when you're going through hiring and you're, you're using um, an ATS. So applicant trap tracking system, being able to um, run all these reports and show, you know, exactly how diverse you are and, you know, how many candidates you're getting from this group versus this group, it starts to get very expensive. So I think Hmm. it does benefit larger corporations um, in that way. And then also larger corporations are going to be more under the microscope to the media and the media have made it for whatever reason, very clear that this is, this is their focus. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting to see how it all, how this norm, this norm or this set of norms has basically it's it's now entrenched mm-hmm. the time for criticizing it as some sort of alien ultra destructive ideology is over it's it's here and it's going to be here for a while and so now we have to see it's just interesting to see how it's spread and then how it's reinforced and seeing or at least calling out the media or the yeah. activist media specifically as the proponents of keeping this thing front and center and in line. Yeah. And then we'll see to what degree these big companies can further marginalize smaller companies by, you know, saying, well, you're not diverse. Uh, to what to what degree does a smaller company need to be diverse, right? If you only yeah. have 40 employees, how diverse can you be? Uh, so I wonder yeah. if uh, I have a, to what extent, yeah. I have a, a, a friend who she does counseling um, up in the Wisconsin area um, and where she, mm. she lives. I mean, it is a predominantly white area. It just yeah. tends to be up there. Um, and I can't remember if it was a uh, conference or something that she went to, but, Oh, she was interviewing someone and the 
interviewee, um, when she asked, you know, do you have any questions for me? She was like, what are you doing to advance diversity and equity? And, um, and actually her response was, she was like, I would, she was like, I only have, she was like, I would love to do more. She was like, but this is the demographic that I'm working with. And I only have so many or so much additional funds to be able to spend on where I'm getting additional training and I'm going to get additional training where it's going to help my current clientele. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. it is so interesting to me that, um, uh, people coming out of, out of the university, like that's, that's like the first, yeah. First thing, you know, yeah. Yeah. Are you, diverse and inclusive and it's like those words don't even mean anything anymore (laughs) they do they mean that (laughs) i mean it it, like you said it's a test like as long as the as long as the hiring agent said that i am trying then Uh then you know like it's just basically uh two dogs sniffing each other's butts i know i would love just i mean i know that this would never happen but (laughs) for i would love for like a company like if they were asked that like a manager if they were asked that in an interview to just pull up you know like you know one of those like um like makeup skin charts and to just like have like i have five people of this color and (laughs) ten people of this color See how diverse we are? Look at all the oh, colors geez. we have. Yeah. It's incredibly <laughs> incredibly reductive. And you're and you're just you're it's it's it, it there's another level of it that it's like to what degree are you not going to say that the emperor is naked to there, there's yeah. this kind of like there's this elephant in the room that we all know is kind of baloney. We can smell mm-hmm. it. It doesn't taste good, but we, we can all pretend to ignore it. And therefore we are the polite people in a way, yeah. you know, there's this kind of, there's this aspect of the virtue signal or this status symbol about these, ultimately these ideas that can be very hollow can actually have some validity and can also have some very toxic aspects to them. Yeah. There's these ways. It, the, the interesting thing is how the human beings perform like kind of ritually perform this kind of bourgeoisie kind of, yeah. I am of the higher class and also, and, Oh, sorry. Go on. I was, I was going to say, and, and there are a lot of good, good hearted hiring managers um, yeah. who, they are really just wanting to give people who may have not had the chances that, you know, like they think other, that other people may have like there, there's a lot of good hearted people who are also subscribing to this ideology, but yeah, they, they're, they're not as, you know, I guess it's not as going through the motions for them as, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I go through the motions. I, like the hiring manager's yeah. like, "Can you find diversity candidates?" I'm like, "Sure, I'll find diversity candidates." <laughs> so I'll surge your company. I'll, I'll surge your company, <laughs> <laughs> and then I just continue. Basically, I just go through the. I'll, I'm like, I will find the best that I can, and I will also work on getting you diversity candidates. Yeah. And then I just continue with my standard yeah. search methods. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's interesting with regards to HR, it's that the uh, the Academy has produced this, uh, you know, I don't know how many millions of dollars of debt 
class in their 20s and 30s now who are specifically they're only good at being kind of nannies uh, in a nanny state. Uh They are the diversity, equity, inclusion, HR reps. So at least the corporations are doing their part to pay off those student loans and hiring those people and giving them something to do with their PowerPoint skills and and their uh, berating sessions. Uh, Well, I also think I think a lot of it is just it's very performative. Like you you have these um, diversity and include, I, I get them all the time since I, I do hiring, like where it's like, Hey, we're having this WebEx. It's about diversity and hiring diversity and inclusive uh, inclusion. And, you know, how to target, um, these, ha- how to make sure that you are inclusive as a corporation. It, it's all very performative. Like mm-hmm. it's almost like this veneer yeah. that where you go on and you kind of put on this, the show of, you know, showing how, how inclusive you are, yeah, but then you just yeah. go back to doing your, your job. Yeah. Um, and you know, making sure that the company works like how it, how it's supposed to. Yeah. I think that that is a good point. Cause I get messages quite often and there is this, uh, website run by Helen Pluckrose. It's more than a website, but it's, it's a web portal for, uh, resources on uh, managing, uh, you know, I guess professional wokeness uh, per se. And I get a lot of uh, emails about people like, oh no, I have to go to this diversity, equity, inclusion uh, seminar. And I, from my perspective or the people who've seen my work, they think that diversity, equity, and inclusion automatically mean a burning, a college burning to the ground or whatever. It doesn't necessarily, <laughs> it, it doesn't necessarily go full evergreen every time. It just, <laughs> yeah. you have to be aware that if this stuff is taken seriously, I don't think it's good psychologically or organizationally, but to what degree is it not just going to be more and more watered down as it becomes just this kind of mantra that everybody works through? Uh, yeah. Just totally performative. Yeah, and I I do think I'm because because I have seen in um in the corporate environment um and I've seen it both ways. So I've I've seen situations where you do have a handful of like the the activist mm-hmm. um core and they can stir up a lot of trouble. Yeah, they can. And they can they can create bad morale. Yeah. Um they and and so if that's there, that's a very toxic environment. Um, but I've also been in a corporate environment where we throw out all the buzzwords and we're like, yeah, woo, we're all about that. But we don't care about, you know, what anyone else looks like or the fact that like, mm-hmm. like if you're, if you're on my team, I really don't care who you sleep with, what color your skin is. Like, I just want to know if we can mesh as team members and most of the teams that I've been on, that has been the case. Um, it, it's really only an issue when, when you do get someone on your, in your organization that, that is of the more activist. Yeah. Yeah. Activist mindset. Evangelical. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. The evangelical (laughs) activist. Fire and brimstone, uh, fire and the Baptist, the Baptist SJW. Yes. That's, I mean, that's really what it's like. Hmm. Hmm. So do you have any like uh, just general uh, multi-purpose advice for people who uh, from, from uh, I guess from your perspective as a hiring agent, like, 
I guess like either exciting or just very uh, straightforward advice that you think that people would uh, would be useful for people to know about getting a job or, or you know, interacting with, uh, you know, trying to get a job. Sure. Get hired um, and stuff like that. So there's, oh, I, actually, before I go into that, there was this, I, I just want to go off on this quick tangent. Oh, yeah, dude. Uh, tangent. <laughs> there, was, there was this, uh, um, so last year, uh, I when I was switching jobs, I was filling out applications and there was an application that I was filling out. I think it was for Wayfair. And it was hilarious to me because, um, you know, the, the part where it's like, this is voluntary questions and they ask, you know, your race, your veteran mm. status and all that. They also started asking, they also asked your um, sexuality. So are you lesbian, gay, bisexual? What is your gender? Um, like male, female, um, other can other yeah like uh some other gender and i was like this is so surreal that this is starting to be and then also why is it any of your business who i am sleeping with yeah 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 <laughs> um but anyways that's the that's the tangent uh so as far as advice um keep your social media private um if you are <laughs> That, then that's not anything that I've encountered myself. My my yeah. Twitter, my Twitter, which is has been banned but resurrected, is not would not be something that I'd want to have any employer see because it can okay. be controversial. So if you're on Twitter, yeah, you know, use a different name. Um, if you're on Facebook, either keep it completely private or keep it. Um, Family or, or, or something yeah, like family that. only, yeah. uh, because employers will look at that, and and activists, individuals, will will try to stir up trouble. I actually had on yeah. Facebook, I uh, there was this girl that I previously went to college with, and she is very much SJW, and it was me, and there was this other guy, and we were arguing with her about something to do with like i think feminism i can't even remember exactly what the topic was <laughs> but she got so mad that she went to this guy's girlfriend called him said that he was um a an abuser she found out because he had his employer listed on um his Ouch. on his facebook she went to his employer and fortunately his employer was like you're not get out of here yeah, but went to his employer and was screenshotting and was trying to stir stuff up. So that okay, yeah, is stuff that you want to be careful with. Like if you have your employer name on a social media page, mm -hmm. make sure that you are keeping it completely non-political. Okay. In my opinion, I mean, you can do what you want. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, don't do what I do unless you do what I do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Any, anything else that's uh, been on your mind uh, recently in this uh, dawning era of 2021? So it will be interesting to see how hiring and how corporations... My biggest fear is that corporations are going to start acting in a very similar manner as how government entities have been 
operating with their in with their respect. hiring, J- just with how stringent they are and like their diversity okay. hiring okay. quotas. Um, I'm not sure how they would how they would do that. So that would be my biggest fear. Um, and why? Why are you worried? Why is that worrisome for you? Well, I mean, I, I think it brings in a whole bunch of animosity into an organization. Okay. Yeah. Um, for one, I mean, I, if you, if you have, um, and, and this doesn't matter, white, black, Asian, whatever, if you have a company that's saying we're going to give preferential treatment to this group and this group only, it does have a tendency to create animosity. Yeah. And I don't, necessarily think that's good for an organization um so that would be my fear but on the flip side there's a lot of companies that are just putting on the veneer and going through the motions and everyday life in the company is not as charged as Mm -hmm. you know they may put on yeah um so hopefully it stays that way and then do you think it's sustainable i don't, Do you think this I is going to be the law of the land from here on out? I don't see how it can be sustainable. Like, I would think that at some point, I mean, because you can only fracture so far. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't think it's sustainable. I think at some point we'll have to, we'll have to kind of pull away from it, but I'm just being optimistic there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, at least I think I think the Biden era era is going to give it a good college try. We're going to do this equity yeah. thing. Yeah, we're America's. Gonna do this. <laughs> yeah. We're going to get rid of our racist past. Yeah, by being racist from here on by out. Being, by being racist, <laughs> we're going to fix this with racism. But I've been told that if it's against white people, you can't be racist. So no, you literally can't. Literally. literally can't i think that i think i read that in a pamphlet somewhere or something <laughs> oh wait uh, like in a professional setting no no okay no yeah. was, i'm so, sure it was on twitter <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure it was on twitter well cool amy b uh did you guys already have dinner like do you have any uh what was your recipe tonight or what will you, uh, uh, what are you guys eating tonight do you I have think, a fancy feast planned no just i'm gonna have some, some fish i'm gonna have some oh. fish yeah i'm doing this white watchers thing like i I go back and forth on it okay i'm like oh holidays i gained five pounds time to undo that (laughs) so that's where i'm at right now (laughs) is this the part of the is this the part of the interview where i where we talk about your bikini pictures on twitter weren't those nice (laughs) i'm not gonna complain They've all been erased since. Oh, um, bye bye. I know. Yeah. <laughs> bye bye boobies. Sorry. I know. I know. That's okay. I still have them saved. I can put them on my new profile. That's how I get all my. That's how I, I got all my followers the last time around. I yeah, you got, you you thirst trap yeah. up to thirteen k, and then you and then you just tr- uh, shit post for the. <laughs> That's exactly what I do. That's exactly. I have a, a few friends on Twitter. They're like, "What? You're already at this many followers?" I'm like, "Boobs, bro. I don't know what to tell you." <laughs> Yeah, I, my puns have no uh, power, uh, not as much power as, as the uh, Tatas. 
<laughs> yeah, I have to start yeah. over though. I'm at 50 followers right now. Oh man! So, um, I do you want me to put the your Twitter in the description for people to stumble sure. across? Okay, sure. And uh, we'll we'll just call you Amy B. Um, Amy I, B. I, pan- I panicked this morning because I went to find your Skype and you you were gone. You just vanished. I know. There was um, a feminist who took me down. I said something heretic like men can't be women or something like that, and they're all like, <laughs> "Cut." <laughs> <laughs> You're like done. <laughs> Internecine feminists on female warfare. It's just, it's something to behold, man. Oh, man. Oh, and they're, they're, they're the most vicious. And, and I knew, I knew better. I've, <laughs> I've gotten into it with them before. I knew better. <laughs> okay. You should know better. Yeah. I knew that this is where it leads. <laughs> yeah. 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 Twitter jail. So, but my uh, Twitter handle is at Amy B. Phoenix. A M Y B E E P H E O N I X. I think it's, how do I spell Phoenix? F O or not F P H O. Yeah. Yeah. However, Phoenix is spelled. uh, But two, two E's and B. Two E's and B, which is actually because my last initial starts with a B and I thought I was being clever. No, you're not, not being clever. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> oh, one more question. Behind you, is that a paddle or some oh, sort of electronic device for so gauging? So here, humidity? I will actually, I'll, I'll show well, you. Well, you're going to have to toggle your camera because you froze. Oh, this is, so it is a paddle. Um, my boyfriend was a uh, Navy SEAL. So oh, that wow. is his, I guess, trident paddle that they give out after seal school i don't i don't know exactly how that works so, so he got he got the navy seal spanking that's yeah it, so I, I guess that's what that means so yeah he was he was a seal for about um i guess a 10 11 years i think he, he's oh, out wow. now he's he's with the fire department now yeah wow which, which is nice because i wouldn't want to live in norfolk virginia okay yeah, we're all the <laughs> the Navy SEALs are running around doing their night uh, drops. Yeah, I, I I joke with him. I was like, you know, I, my romance novels really made Navy SEALs sound so cool and so hot. And then here you are. Is he a geek or something? Is he, he is. Say? He is kind of dorky. I mean, he's really smart, but he's yeah. socially awkward until you get to know him. Hmm. Uh, I mean, he's good looking. He's a good looking I wanna, guy. Yeah, I wanna, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to dismiss your shallowness. Uh. <laughs> I mean, there is nothing about my Twitter page that does not indicate that I would not be shallow. With <laughs> my thirst traps and everything. <laughs> well, thank you so much for your time. I think it was really fascinating uh, glimpse and discussion on these matters. Uh, I'm trying to trying to figure out what the I'm doing because I just don't want to be outrage man and I just I'm I'm tired of it I'm bored with that so like kind of I felt like we got into substantial like yeah here's what's happening what what's what yeah well and and I do think I think one thing that is important to remember is yes this diversity and this ideology is coming into like you do see it in hiring practices but it's really in a lot of cases, it's more just a performative kind of thing. And it's not, fingers crossed, really as 
as awful as you'll you'll kind of hear portrayed in the the echo chambers of yeah, yeah. of Twitter sometimes. Yeah, of the woke anti woke internet. Yeah, battle. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for your evening. I'll let you go get your fish. Uh, thank your husband for or your boyfriend, your bro friend, for his yeah. service uh, for me and and all my followers. And, all right, sounds good. Well, it was nice chatting with you. Yeah, great time. Enjoy Bye. your your kid too. Yeah, yeah, I will. (laughs) Okay. Congratulations for reaching the end of the discussion. If you enjoyed it, do be sure to leave a review or a comment or a thumbs up or whatever you need to do to show that glorious algorithm that this is some good stuff. And do be sure to go and check that back catalog as it is brimming full of fantastic conversations. Links to provide monetary support are down there in the description as well. Have a good night.